Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Matt Densky continues our 10 Practices series, where we will be talking about 10 daily and weekly practices that can define our faith and bring growth in our life. Matt talks about reading scripture this week, looking at John 1, verses 1 through 3, and how Jesus is the living word. As we engage with the written word of God, we come to understand the living word of God even better. We challenge you to read a chapter of the Bible every day to discover Jesus through the word. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Sunday night here at FGS. We miss you guys so much, but we're thankful you're joining us from your home, tuning in tonight to worship with us and learn with us. Over the past few weeks, we have been in a series that we're simply calling the 10 Practices. We began three weeks ago, and the idea behind this series is that these practices, we believe, can help our faith not just survive during this pandemic, but thrive in this season of life and even beyond the season of life. Uh, these um, These practices kind of define a way of following Jesus. It, it puts language to certain rhythms and rituals that help us grow in our faith and produce more fruit than ever before and connect us to Jesus like never before. And so we hope that you've engaged with the couple of practices we've introduced. And tonight is week three. We're going to introduce the third practice of this series. And tonight's practice is, um, I mean, they're all good, but the, tonight's is a really, really good one because I think it's so accurate to the heart of our generation. Tonight, we're going to talk about reading scripture, being in God's word, spending time in God's word. And here's why, here's what I mean when I say I think it's accurate to the heart of this generation is because, you know, I've, I've been in student ministry a while and I've talked to so many students who have expressed strong desires to be in this book more, to understand what this book says, to um, connect the dots of the story and the themes and the application and have great questions about like, how does this matter and how do I actually apply it to my life and what do I do with this? And so one of the things I've discovered about this generation is that there is a strong desire to be in the word of God. Now that's the good news. Here's the, the bad news. Here's the challenging part. While there's a strong desire, there's not an equally strong desire discipline or decision to actually be in it, right? And like, I've just talked to so many students who want to learn this book, want to be in this book, want to read this book, but don't actually read this book, don't actually uh, get into it and and read through it. And for a number of reasons, sometimes I I know people are like, man, where do I even start with this? Do Do I literally just fan the pages and stop and that's what I read? Or do I start in Genesis and just read it all the way through Revelation? And then you know what happens, right? You, you read Genesis like one, two, and three, and then you drop a day, and then one day becomes two days, and then all of a sudden two weeks have gone by, and you're like, ah, dude, I can't keep up. Like if I, if I had to stay on track right now, I'd have to read 14 chapters. And so then the idea of perfectionism becomes crippling, and so we just stop altogether. Or we get into it for like a month, really solid, And then all of a sudden it just drops for like six months. And then we pick it up again and it drops again. And so it's just real inconsistent. So whether it's the fact that it just seems so overwhelming, or I've had students tell me that a lot of it is confusing, which that's true. Uh, Some students have said it's boring at parts. Um, 
maybe not as much true. Maybe we just don't quite understand how exciting it is uh, when the dots do connect. But whether you think it's boring or confusing or overwhelming, or you just don't know what to do with it, the, the reality is most people I talk to have a desire to be in this book, but not the discipline of being in this book. And then it's really interesting because I'll have a lot of conversations and meetings with students and counseling sessions with students. And they'll say things like, man, I, I just, I feel far from God. Like, I just don't feel connected with God right now. Or, man, I, I just don't feel like I'm hearing from God. Like, I, I don't feel like he's giving me a word. I don't feel like he's revealing himself to me. I don't feel like he's speaking to me. Or, man, in, in this season of life, I, I just, I'm not feeling it. Like, it's just kind of this flat line, like, yeah, I still believe in Jesus, but there's not much passion there. And so, you know, I'll ask a few questions. Oh, man, tell me about that. Like, what's going on? What are the circumstances? How long have you felt this way? But eventually I'll just ask, like, hey, can I, can I ask, like, are you spending time with God? And typically the answer is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I believe in Jesus. Like, we're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pray. I'm trying... Okay, but, but are you spending time with him? Like, is it a discipline in your life to spend time with him? And all of a sudden, you know, stuff starts to get revealed. And when we're brutally honest, we realize maybe not. Maybe I'm just not giving him time. And guys, there's no judgment here and, and there's no condemnation. It is so easy to let things slip that we know are good for us and just to let them slip. Um, but certainly if we don't, if we don't, give God time, if we're not creating disciplines to spend time with him, well, of course, we're not going to feel like we're hearing from him. And of course, we're not going to feel uh, very connected to him and, and or his presence or intimacy. And and um, we're going to feel a little bit of that, of that uh, lack of understanding. And the reality is, it's not that we don't have time, because all of us have the same amount of time. We, ju we just don't prioritize the time, right? So again, it's a desire, but not necessarily a discipline. Tonight, I want to look into the scriptures and look at the word of God and talk about this practice that we're uh, asking our students and ourselves to engage with, which is to be in God's word. And I want to look at John chapter one. I want to look at three verses in John chapter one. And then I just want to kind of talk about my experience over the years of being in, in God's word. Um, when it comes to this book, Jesus in Matthew chapter four and in Luke chapter four, he's enduring temptation in the wilderness. The, the great adversary Satan comes to him and tempts him with physical bread. Jesus has been fasting for over a month without food. So he's very hungry, but Jesus has this incredible insight. He sees this book as food for our souls, bread for the soul. And it's really interesting in our relationship with God, when it does feel dry, when it does feel like it's just lagging or lacking and it's not as intimate as it once was, some, some uh, key factors in that is, are we feeding our soul? And if we're not feeding our soul, of course, it's starving. It, it needs nourishment. It needs something. Jesus refers to this book as food beyond regular food, food for the soul. This is what gives us life. And I want to look at John uh, chapter one, three verses, verses one through three. John is this guy. He spent significant time with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He knows Jesus deeply and intimately. And he writes this book, this gospel, uh, 
so that we could come to believe in Jesus. That's, that's his purpose that he designates way later on in the book. But he begins chapter one in this way. So let's, let's read together. John chapter one, verse one. John says, in the beginning was the word. And you'll notice in your Bible, the word, word is capitalized. So he's not simply talking about something. He's talking about someone. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So as, as John opens his book, of all the ways he could talk about Jesus, and that's who he's talking about here. He reveals that throughout this whole passage. It becomes clear, this is Jesus. But of all the ways he could talk about Jesus, remember, John walked with Jesus. He knew Jesus intimately and deeply. He, he could have uh, talked about him as, as the life giver, the, the death defeater, the, um, the healer. The, I mean, he could have, the light, he, he could have given him any description he wants. And what he gives him is the word. My best understanding of who this man is from my years of being with him and a lifelong of following him as I write this book, the best description, the best word I can possibly describe him with is the word. And it's really interesting that John chooses that word out of all words to describe Jesus as the word. And I think for John, his mentality is this. As I spent time with Jesus and as I write this book, Everything that Jesus said and everything that Jesus did is a revelation of who God is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And if you fast forward down to verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. He dwelt among us. And so you have the Word of God. Everything God says and everything God does, you have the Word of God put on flesh and dwell among us, Jesus reveals God's word in message and in deed, what he does. And so as Jesus lived his life, John is reflecting on these and understanding Jesus's revelation of who God is. is not simply what he taught, but also what he did. And it's not only what he did, but also what he taught. It's both and. He is the word of God. He's the revelation of God. He is God in the flesh and he lived among us and he still lives today. The language that John is using is the exact same language as Genesis 1 in the beginning. That's the exact same way our Bible begins. Our, our holy book starts in the beginning and John uses that same language. Before, before time and before substance, before anything was God's word. And God's word was with God and God's word was God, and he put on flesh and eventually dwelt among us so that God's word revealed himself to us. Nothing was made that wasn't made through him. John is using creation language to talk about Jesus being the word. It is by God's word that things were created in Genesis, and I think John might be doing a play on words here. It is by the word of God now that new things are being created, new life is being created, maybe things being created in your own heart through your time with the Word. I know that this book can seem confusing and overwhelming, and how do we connect the dots and what are the major themes? But when you boil it all down, this book is about a God who desires to be our friend, 
who loves us and wants a relationship with us. We ran from him. And so he's been revealing himself throughout the ages to bring us back to him. The word of God is Jesus in the flesh. And what I've learned over the years is that as I engage with the written word of God, we believe God spoke these words into existence through human authors. But as we engage with the written word, we come to understand the living word even better. We believe that Jesus reveals himself through this written word, that these scriptures breathe life into our soul, and through them we come to know Jesus more intimately. And so by engaging with these, we actually draw closer to Jesus in our knowledge, in our feelings, in our emotions. We, we, we begin to understand who he is and, and understand him better. And if you're struggling to know where to start or know how to understand it, it's okay. It's okay. I would say any starting point is better than none at all. When I was in high school, I didn't grow up in church. Um, I didn't know anything about this book or about you know Christianity, the language. I didn't know anything. When I came to know Jesus, I was 16 years old. And as I believed in Jesus, I started opening his word. I had no clue where to begin. I didn't know pretty much all of the Old Testament. I had no idea what it meant. Most of the New Testament, I mainly just hung around in the Gospels and a few other books. But as I would get into it, I, I was just blown away. I was in awe from the stories of who this Jesus was. And so some of my best advice in terms of how to approach this book is simply to begin. Some practical things, I would say, Man, take some notes, like right in the margins of your Bible when you come across something, underline stuff, highlight stuff. When you find stuff that sounds similar to other stuff, make a note, like, oh, I, I read this in a different gospel. Make as many notes as you can and engage with this. If you come across stuff and you're confused, write it down as a question and seek out the answer. You can ask me, you can ask friends, but process what you're learning with others. One of the greatest ways I think you can engage in this book is to do it together. Now, if you remember two weeks ago, we introduced our first practice, relationships, to reach out to three people daily. And last week, we introduced our second practice, prayer, to pray for at least five minutes a day. This week is reading scripture. We're, we're calling our students the challenges to read one chapter a day. But listen, I don't want you to get overwhelmed with the, the perfectionism of it. This doesn't it's not meant to drive you towards legalism. It's meant to actually bring life. And so if one chapter a day seems overwhelming, then do, do as much as you can do. Read a verse a day if that is a great starting point for you. That's fine. But, but do it together. So what if we combined the practices? What if before we read this book, we entered into a time of prayer? We invited the Spirit to begin to speak to us and reveal to us what He wants us to learn from this book. And then as we read it, what if we talked about what we're learning with our friends? And better yet, what if they read the same stuff we did? In fact, right now, Fellowship Greenville, as a whole church, is going through something called the CBR Journal, which is a year-long uh, Bible reading plan. And every day there's, there's um, pre-assigned chapters to read. There's an Old Testament chapter and a New Testament chapter. And you just go through them, you read them together, you invite the spirit in, you journal a little bit, but then you share, we're all in a group. And then you share with your group what God is teaching you and what you're learning and any questions you might have or any insights you might have. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to be super theological and brainy and wordy. It can be simple, 
can be as simple as, man, I thought that was cool and I want to talk about it. Um, but CBR actually has an app. You can go to the app store and you can download the CBR app. Once you get that, you open it and right away you'll see a reading plan. Wednesday, April 29th, Tuesday, I mean, <laughs> Thursday, April 30th, and so on and so forth. You see this whole reading plan going through with the pre-assigned chapters. So what if you downloaded this app? What if you invited the prayer practice? And then what if you invited the relationships to all partner with being in God's word together? When it comes to God's word, I think one of the most important things we can remember is this. Information alone is good and it's fun to engage with, but reading this book is not meant for you to check a box. We don't read this book to finish, we read this book to change because again, we believe the scriptures breathe life into our souls. I've, I've tried to approach this book always with this in mind, information plus application equals transformation. You don't have to read mega passages to be transformed. The important thing is that you're applying what you're reading. If all you can do is a verse a day, then let it be a verse a day, but apply that verse every day. Let it sink from your head to your heart. Information plus application equals transformation. There was a student a few years back who was struggling in their faith. And they were kind of, they were doing that thing where they were on the fence. They, they believed in Jesus, they were following Jesus, but they were kind of living this double life, partying on the weekends, doing drugs, things like that. And then all of a sudden, one day, their faith just took off. I mean, this thing blew up. And I mean, you could tell, they were, they were glowing with this enthusiasm and passion for Jesus. And they were growing by leaps and bounds. And I finally had to talk, I was like, hey, what happened? Because the last conversation we had, I was sitting down with you and your parents because you got busted for weed. And since then, you've like blown up in your faith. What has happened? And they looked at me and they said, dude, I know it sounds silly. I've always believed in Jesus, but I started reading the Bible. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I started reading the Bible and I'm like falling in love with Jesus. It's changing my heart. And I was like, dude, it doesn't sound silly at all. It sounds normal. Information plus application equals transformation. Don't rely simply on the weekly services that you hear and hear to feed your soul. Don't rely on kind of what you know about the scriptures that you heard years ago to feed your soul. What if we got in this book every day and invited the spirit to speak to us, invited the presence of Jesus to be with us? What if we fed our souls with the bread of life? The written word reveals the living word who is Jesus. Information plus application equals transformation. So guys, the challenge is every day we would read a chapter a day. If that seems too daunting, go less. Just read a little passage a day. If that's too much, read a verse a day. But the important thing is don't make it a box check. Make it a heart change. Amen. Blessings. Hope you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoy this practice as you engage with it.